This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Before we jump into today's episode, we wanted to talk to you about our ever-growing Facebook group that's on, funnily enough, Facebook. It's called Self-Care Clubbers. So if you are not a member, jump to Facebook search for us and come and join the community. It's a lovely group. There's lots of chat. There's lots of talk about self-care. There's lots of people giving advice. There's lots of people taking the mickey out of us and talking about bits that they liked on the show. It's honestly, there's posts every day. It's really fun and we would really love you to be a part of it. You can just search on Facebook for self-care clubbers or you can scroll down to our show notes and you'll see the link. Anna, welcome to Self Care Club. We're so happy to have you here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat. I've been, yeah, my brain has been whirring. Fizzing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with, I'm going to say an easy question, but I guess it's not an easy question. What's the turning point or what's the tipping point in your opinion from being positive and optimistic to toxicity? Yeah. I mean, we all know how good it feels to be kind of positive and optimistic. And we know what it feels like to be around people like that as well. It can be quite contagious, can't it? And sometimes it just kind of turns our, you know, maybe we're feeling a bit kind of gray and a bit heavy. And if we're around someone sometimes that is that just kind of carries that positivity, perhaps they're able just to kind of inspire us to, to think a little bit bigger and to think a little bit more positively and, and bring balance to how we're feeling. However... The way I think it kind of starts nudging into that toxic positivity is when we start trying to override or even shame ourselves for some of those messier, maybe less kind of desirable feelings. And I, I really noticed this actually in the pandemic. And this is when I started thinking a lot more about it. You know, we clung on to gratitude and positivity, didn't we? It was a real kind of coping mechanism and it really worked. You know, there were days at home and it was just pure chaos and the home learning. And I felt kind of really oh. weighed down by the monotony. You remember that kind of like, oh, that overwhelm. Yeah, of course. And, and I'm sure you'll remember moments where you thought, for goodness sake, you know, you are not in a hospital. You are, you, you're not mourning someone who has died. Get on with it. You know, be grateful. Can you remember yeah. those, those totally. times? Like, yeah. Totally. I mean, totally. I've got shivers. It's like a visceral mm. reaction to what oh, yeah. you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it works, doesn't it? You know, it really does work to kind of broaden our, yeah, broaden our perspective and to tap into that gratitude. However, mm. where it becomes toxic is what happens to those really incredibly valid feelings of like 
overwhelm or stress or exhaustion or those needs that aren't being met that perhaps if we turned our attention to them we might recognize that you know are we shaming ourselves for having what is often a really normal human response to what's going on and how does it feel perhaps when we open up and we share something I remember this moment it was literally about seven years ago and I remember it because it was one of those visceral moments where I shared with a friend how I'd been experiencing postnatal depression and it was one of the first time I actually opened up to someone and they turned to me and this was someone who knew me so well who'd been a friend for so long she said Anna think about it you've got a husband who loves you you've got two healthy children these are things that people would dream about these are things that people would die for and in that moment I knew what she meant but I felt so ashamed almost or for sharing that and if anything it it set me back in that important vulnerability and I'd already been shaming myself for how I felt and the key to moving forward often in our mental health is to recognize and value and validate our feelings but with toxic positivity often with the best intentions we can end up shaming ourselves and others Mm. so I think that's it that's the kind of tipping point so one of the questions I really wanted to ask you actually on that point is if you are met with that someone is sending toxic positivity your way and that was just a beautiful example of that how can you manage that how do you deal with that because it is so shaming in the moment and also you don't want to shame the other person but yet you just want to be heard and seen and all of those things. How can you manage it in a in a delicate way? Well, I think, you know, the most important thing that we can fundamentally do is work on validating our own emotions and feelings and listening to them and naming them. And that can be really hard to do, especially for those of us who are so used to kind of overlooking them that sometimes we don't even have the language to explain them. And I've definitely I've got I've got tools for that but I think in the moment it's saying okay I hear what you're saying and either you can say to them that's actually not helpful it completely depends on that relationship doesn't Mm, it or you kind of or you kind of like hold that in your hand what they said and you kind of walk away with it and you think wait a minute what just happened there I'm going to choose to let that go and I you know this is why I love educating people on this word that we use all the time and it's and and it's one of my favorite words I'd even contemplate having it tattooed somewhere on my body because it's just this three letter (laughs) word that is so powerful and I think it really helps balance out this toxic positivity right we can feel both things you know we can feel so grateful that we perhaps have our health or our children and we can also feel totally overwhelmed frustrated bored lonely resentful all of those other things we have the full spectrum of human emotion and I think when we with the toxic positivity often we're we're making a statement to ourselves that it's okay and acceptable to feel and express gratitude and happiness and love and joy and patience and all of these things but everything else is something that we should be dismissing or something that we should be overriding and and kind of acknowledges that they're both part of the human experience they're just their feelings their responses and yeah we don't need to kind of toxic positivity beat ourselves over the backside for finding feeling overwhelmed at an overwhelm overwhelming situation or mm. resentful when someone's not seen or they've hurt us or hurt because something's hurtful or finding it hard because something is hard that's just a yeah. response 
It is interesting that you can also do it to yourself because until I was doing the research for this show, when I thought about toxic positivity, I thought, well, that's something other people do to you. It's not something you can do to yourself, but actually you can sort of gaslight yourself with this stuff. Yeah, we do it a lot. We do it a lot. And I, I love the thought, you know, we never do this for happy feelings, do we? You know, I shouldn't really be enjoying this because so-and-so is getting married today or so-and-so has just had a baby. They're the one that deserves to feel happy. They're the yeah. one that deserves to feel joy. You know, it's it's as if there is someone at the top of the pyramid of feelings somewhere that is in the worst situation in the world and they're the only one that truly gets to experience a feeling of, you know, hardship when actually yeah. it's just a, it's a bit of a dangerous game to play. Yeah think where's the line that's what I want to know because I I hear everything you're saying and I and I agree with it and I and I'm on board with it but then there's always listen I've got an inner bully I know I have so if I'm feeling sorry for myself I don't let myself stay there for very long I'll, yeah. I'll feel it I'll acknowledge it I'll have a little rant with a friend usually Lauren and then I'm like right okay we're done with that we're moving on which I know is obviously falls under the can fall under the banner of toxic positivity but also isn't it toxic to stay in those feelings for too long too I want to know where where's where is yeah, the yeah. line it's oh. it, you can miss it can't you yeah it's hard isn't it cuz you know all the circ- everyone's cir- circumstances are so different I think it is just trying to become a little bit more aware of when you know when are you just allowing yourselves to- to feel it when are you really kind of swimming around in it so you know imagine that you're on a little in a little boat on a rocky ocean you know you're you're acknowledging it you're being impacted it by it but you're not kind of swimming around in it and like kind of totally immersed in it and I think sometimes we know when we're really kind of dwelling and trudging and perhaps we're avoiding doing those things that we know help or having those conversations that we know help so it's like, am I actually in a way hampering my own kind of movement through this feeling um, by not engaging in those things that I know are good for me? And then that's almost kind of self, self-sabotage, self isn't it? Mm. And there's, you know, if we just, if we don't try and manipulate our feelings, we see that they come and go in waves. So for example, grief is a really good example of this. We can be in kind of the dark depths of grief and then people start to emerge and they start to think, actually, I do feel feel like doing this now I do feel like talking about that now but then even then it will just come in waves so you might be standing washing up you know and suddenly you get this kind of swelling wave of grief that just feels like it overcomes and and if we start to just trust our emotion instead of judging it and trying to change it we'll recognize that feelings you know they're like those waves that just come and go and some days you might just feel rubbish and you don't know why you know, but you can either think I'm just going to, oh, everything is terrible. I'm just, you know, it's everything is rubbish. I'm going to feel like this forever. Or you can think, what am I going to, what can I do today that will support me in this feeling? Then we're far less likely to kind of just be, yeah, swimming around in it, paddling around in it. Mm. Yeah, love, it takes takes you to know yourself and that's hard sometimes. And allow yourself to feel what it is that you're feeling without feeling you need to dismiss it or deny it. Oh, look how she's looking at me in that rather pointed way well we had a very interesting conversation over dinner last night didn't we we did and what was the term you used abstract denier or feelings or something like that what yeah was it? I think that was the term that was the term yeah because Lauren is always fine 
She's mm. always fine and always has to be fine. And I think at times you totally, what you said, you deny what you're truly mm. feeling. And I think that can be, I wouldn't go as far to say toxic because I don't think it's destructive for mm. you. But I think there's there's some work to do there. That's why I was laughing because I said to Nicole, I'm, I'm the very opposite of toxic positivity. I'm just like an abstract denier. It's not, there's nothing positive in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. And it's, you know, what is, what's under the surface that gets kind of wrapped up you know, a little box. And, and that is a coping mechanism. You know, it's a coping mechanism to be fine when we're not fine, because sometimes we have to keep calm and carry on. And this was, you know, there are kind of traumatic situations, or there are kind of scary situations, or just the pandemic was definitely one of them for, for many where you couldn't be not okay. Like you just had to kind of hold it in. Yeah. But then we can lose touch with what some of those things are under the surface. And when I do coaching sessions with mums and therapy, sometimes I say, tell me three things that you're feeling and three things that you need. And this is often the point where people start crying because they they say, you know what, I I actually, I actually don't know. Mm. I actually do not know. And this is, you know, sometimes it is that, do we know? Do we really know how we are? Are we fine? Like, am I do I want to dig around and find out what might be down there because sometimes we fear that if we allow ourselves to feel we might be hit by this kind of exploding dam and never be the same again mm. you know so there can be it can be a coping mechanism that that isn't going to kind of serve us as a, a way of approaching life forever but it's just about I guess it's about honoring ourselves in the full spectrum of our experience and our emotion and maybe that's the line maybe the line is if you're sharing a, a feeling a hurt an expression of sadness or grief or disappointment with someone else and they are dismissing it yeah and it makes you feel something you shouldn't be feeling or that feeling's not honored by the other Shame. person yeah that's the line yeah yeah and with yeah. yourself though you have that you have to have that awareness mm. around when you're doing that to yourself mm. there's something you said before about we need to learn to trust our emotions and not judge it and I think there's there's a lot of beauty here can we can we delve a bit more into this because how how do we do that how do we trust our emotional well-being how do we trust that what our bodies are telling us are correct rather than just feeling shamed or judged or like it's somehow wrong how can we step into that trust? How can we start? You know, I think um, one of the most powerful things that I often remind myself, because I've got three kids and it is full on. I've got one child that has kind of some kind of extra challenges and it is hard. And I remember having these feelings of just kind of disconnection and almost like rage at what had happened one morning with my with one of my kids and I'd just been pushed to the absolute limit of my feelings and I had exploded and it was messy and there was loads of collateral damage and I didn't have the energy to kind of have those conversations that needed to be had and I remember talking to my mum after the school drop-off just full of shame full of horror that I felt some of the feelings and had some of the responses that I'd had that morning and she said to me Anna you're your love is solid you know how you feel towards your children how you acted today that is a response to to what was going on 
you know it's not your child you dislike it is the the dynamic it is the you know the symptom sometimes of of kind of what of total lack of emotional regulation that sometimes happens in our home and I found that so helpful it was that separation of how you truly the foundation of my feelings towards my children is love and everything else I feel just kind of dances around on top of that so love is like the floor and the emotions are like the furniture on the top that is kind of there and you can move it around and sometimes it gets in the way you can get rid of it sell it on vintage whatever so I just find that really helpful is you know, sometimes just know what is that foundational truth that you are holding. And it might be that that foundational truth is that I really love my job. Maybe you're having a really hard time with your job and you're judging yourself because you know you're grateful for it. You know that you appreciate it, but you're judging yourself for being cross with your boss, for being resentful about this project. So you just pause and you think, what is that foundational emotion? What is that kind of that gratitude or that positivity or that thing that I know for sure? And it might be that, yes, I like my job and I'm grateful for it and I want to do well at it. What what are all the bits on the top? You know, it might be the the tricky dynamics in relationship, it might be the frustration and the resentment. Those things are just those are the movable things and those are the things that we can address and those are the responses to the circumstances. So I think sometimes just that separation out of that foundational feeling and those things that are just kind of responding to the circumstances and not judging yourself for those. And thinking, how can I address, how can I address that? Or how can I speak to myself differently or parent myself even sometimes through that moment? Does that make sense? Yes. And I like the furniture analogy that you (laughs) Always an analogy. Yeah, you can use, I can move the couch and, you know, I can move that table. It doesn't have to stay there, but the floor is always there. That's, that's immovable. Anything about lifting you're into, right? (laughs) (laughs) Is it heavy? Can I lift it? Yeah, of course you love that analogy. Head to the guns. I love it. That really spoke to me. Of course it This episode is sponsored by Horizon Studios. If you're travelling this year and looking for high quality, sustainable and beautifully designed luggage, then look no further than Horizon Studios, who've launched two new ranges. The RE series, the world's most sustainable 97% recycled luggage, and now the revolutionary Air series, the world's lightest high-end suitcase. If you have airport anxiety, worrying about the weight of your case when it goes on those scales, then the Air Series is for you and it is definitely for me. The Air Series pushes the boundaries of travel. Each detail is designed and engineered to combine an ultralight and durable product. It's significantly lighter than regular suitcases. Thank goodness, Lauren, that is brilliant. And it comes with a lifetime warranty because the most sustainable suitcase is the one that you only buy once. We used the cases to go to Paris and Wales last year, and as chronic overpackers, we could still wheel them around with ease. We could. Ultra light and compact, the Air Series is made from a premium polycarbonate hard shell with reduced thickness and a recycled lining. It's 100% vegan and produced in a way that is 99% waste-free, blending design and function seamlessly. So, Nicole, you can pack those extra five pairs of shoes with no stress. The entire range is available on the Horizon Studios website and in all leading department stores. Just go to www.horizon-studios.com. Horizon Studios. Let's go further. I wanted to talk to you a bit about social media because we cannot have a conversation about 
toxic positivity and not bring that into it. And we were at an event last night with a lot of 20 something women. And I went home feeling really grateful I wasn't 20 something growing up now with Instagram. That was kind of my main takeaway of the whole evening, which was nothing to do with social media. But these kids... It is to do with social media. Well, what I mean is the evening wasn't to do with social media. But these kids have this whole set of uh, pressures and images and stuff being pumped into their brains every day that we did not have. So how does social media play into this whole issue what the the whole kind of good vibes only approach and the the shiny shiny filtered filtered (laughs) especially in january anna like everyone's uh, not helpful yeah the worst we want to hibernate if we you know so many animals hibernate at this time and that's what you know i think we we'd love to do i'd love to hibernate or go somewhere sunny either one but just step away because we yeah i mean that's that's a very human thing Oh, when we go on social media, because it's so new in terms of kind of the, you know, the decades and the centuries, our brains are hardwired to believe what we see, you know, which is why we find magic so enthralling because our brains are like, this does not make sense, yet it happened. And, you know, it takes a lot of energy to really coach ourselves when we head to social media to remember this isn't reality you know, this isn't the full picture. This isn't how that person actually looks, whatever it may be. We have to actually consciously remind our brains because we're hardwired to believe what we see. So, and this is the issue. Often when we go to social media, which happens to be like the busiest place in the whole world where the most, you know, all of these images are, we're trawling through it. We often go there, not when we have a ton of energy, we go there when we're tired, we're depleted, we want yeah. to escape. So that's why we're so, yeah, we're so lured in. And it's not because we're suckers and we're weak. It's because that's how our brains work. So unfollow? Is this so, the so, advice? Well, yeah. <laughs> There's so many obvious things that we're told also. Unfollow, don't go on social media, limit your time, you know, have boundaries around it, all of it. How listen we have to be on social media for work and a lot of people do right yourself you do everyone has to have a an online presence these days so how do we protect ourselves from that toxic positivity online because I'm a 45 year old woman and I have got my stuff together and you know I'm got I'm pretty comfortable in my own skin and yet it still gets to me and now I'm raising two young women who are 14 and 12 and they spend their life on YouTube and TikTok. I mean, if it still infiltrates into me and can have, and sometimes I literally just get my phone. I'm so knee deep in it. And I just chuck it across the room because I can't believe how I'm feeling. You're like phone sick. I call it phone sick. You're like, suddenly you're like, ugh, what am I doing? Get rid of it, get it away from me. I can't stop, get it, you know, physically you want to throw it. Yes, I'm knee deep into someone's amazing holiday in Dubai. And I'm like freezing cold and putting on the ninth washing load or whatever it is. How, how do we protect ourselves from it? I think the biggest thing that we can do is, is work on this offline. Because if we are wavering, if we are bullying ourselves or gaslighting ourselves or criticizing, shaming ourselves for, for feelings, human emotion, and then we go into that space and we're being told how to feel, we're being told that we should be positive and we're being told that we shouldn't feel like this and that we should look like that you know we're going to have so much more resilience against it we're going to have this kind of firmer louder voice inside of us that goes 
yeah, okay. But I know, you know, and I've actually talking about tattoos. I do have a tiny little anchor on my on my wrist here, and that is to to remind myself to anchor myself in to anchor myself in the truth that I know is that I'm loved by the people who know me most. You know, I am trying to do a good thing, and what is important to me is my family and my close friends. So it's that pulling yourself back to those mm. truths, and the more that mm. you can affirm those when you're not scrolling, the more kind of louder and confident that sense will be when you are. Mm. So, you know, it it just becomes less impactful because you're standing more firmly in the, the things that you know to be true. You're kind of rehearsing them. You're thinking about them. So, yeah, if we, if we are more confident of those things when we go into that space, we won't waver as much. Nice. So what is our practice for the week that you are going to set, Nicole and I? So first of all, it is notice, just start noticing when you are criticizing or shaming yourself for feelings. It might be, yeah, it might be the but, you know, oh, I'm so annoyed, but I should feel this or but I should be grateful or but think on the bright side, just start noticing. And maybe noticing when you're doing it to other people or just noticing when that temptation is bubbling up. You know, because we want people to feel happy. It's hard sometimes when people we love are feeling grey and rubbish. And sometimes we have that urge to kind of inject some, yeah, but positivity. So just start noticing. And then secondly, instead of the but, either use the and. You know, I'm feeling really overwhelmed. And I'm also really acknowledging the privilege or the gratitude I have as well. So you're bringing balance to that emotion instead of squashing it. Um, Or you might just simply follow it with, and that's okay. You know, I'm Mm. feeling really rubbish today and that's okay because that's just how I'm feeling today. Mm. Oh, this is going to be interesting for you. (laughs) (laughs) She cackles with glee at my uncomfortable feelings. Well, they're just feelings. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and... (laughs) and yes and I'm I'm uncomfortable and and that's okay (laughs) yeah I don't like this week of toxic positivity and and that's I'm very privileged to host a lovely podcast yes not remotely but that's fine (laughs) that works that works started the week yet it's all right I've got time Yeah. Thank you, Anna. That's Thank you for right. coming on the show. And will you come back on Friday to give our lovely listeners their challenge of the week? I will indeed. I well, can't we wait. Can't, we can't wait to have you back. Thank you. Thank you. Great. Yeah. Okay. So now we do Fridays. Now we do Fridays. Okay. So, have would you, got... you like me to kind of reiterate that challenge, or would you like me to kind of add in a writing challenge? What do you think? Or a labelling emotion challenge? Yeah, a labelling emotion challenge. Yeah. That sounds excellent. Okay. 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 Anna, welcome back to Self Care Club. Thank you so much for coming back and setting the challenge of the week for our listeners. Oh, it's great to be here. Thank you. What is it? So it is all about toxic 
positivity. It's about recognizing when you are using the positive, the positivity stick to beat yourself over the bottom for, for how you're feeling. So instead of, for example, oh, this is so overwhelming, but I should be grateful, but loads of people would dream of being in my situation. It's all about kind of bringing some balance into that. So I would recommend using the word and instead of but. So I'm feeling really overwhelmed and I really do acknowledge that I feel grateful as well. Now, I want to I want to give you another little tool that could be really helpful because sometimes when I'm working with mums and, and women, it's that, you know, we we so we we spend so little time kind of focusing on on how we feel. You know, often we're kind of concerned about those around us that it can become hard to even label our feelings. So a labeling exercise is to imagine that you're going into a, a shop and you're trying on jackets and you're trying to work out which one fits and you just know when that jacket fits, you know when it's the right fit because you put it on, it just feels really good. So what I want you to do is kind of name different emotions. Am I hungry, angry, lonely, tired, bored and just just name them to yourself and you will find I did this recently and I when I got to the word lonely it just really like slotted in like a jigsaw piece and made me feel tearful so if you're if you're turning your focus towards yourself and thinking how am I feeling just label some feelings and see what fits and then follow it with and that's okay and this is something that you can do instead of leaning straight towards that that kind of that that positivity which has its purpose but often works to kind of overlook or dismiss some of those other really really valid feelings and writing that down can be helpful as well love it brilliant challenge are you going to do that i've already done it no you haven't done the labeling one no but i've already done it in my week okay there's okay. another little bonus one that you can uh, love yeah, it. That you can yeah i love how you slip that in anna thank slip you it in. <laughs> slip it in no problem <laughs> Anna, no thank problem. you so much for being a part of this week and a part of the show. We have absolutely loved having you on. Oh, and you. for all the people listening, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, so on Instagram, it's at Anna Martha. And then I've got various courses and, and resources at AnnaMartha.com and a podcast called The Therapy Edit, which um, I'm going to have you on, which I'm really excited about. Yeah, we so, can't yeah. wait for that. Yeah, we can't, can't wait. wait. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for having me. The Motherkind podcast explores how to feel happier, more confident and empowered in your motherhood, even in our world of pressure, judgment and comparison. I'm your host, Zoe Blasky, and every week I speak to an incredible expert to share actionable steps and powerful lessons to living your life as a mother with more joy and unapologetic confidence. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, just search Motherkind. Kind.